Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Celtics Reddit podcast. Big day in the second day of free agency for the Celtics. To talk about it with me today is our mate, as he might say, Joe Titty, no scrotes, big fly. Joe, how you doing today? Yeah, good. My internet's feeling strong. <laughs> Unfortunately, we potentially have another person with us here, the newest member of the Celtics Reddit podcast. That is Jake Eisenberg. Jake, how you doing, man? Welcome to the team. What up? Yeah. Doing well. I'm already getting bullied by the rest of the team for my for my weak internet, apparently. Um, so I'm going to have to work on that. Either um, yeah, new internet or just get thicker skin. Not sure. So, Jake, real quick before we go into these the big moves the Celtics made today. You're obviously Australian from your accent. Like, what brought you to the Celtics? How you become a Celtics fan? Yeah, yeah. I am Australian, but I'm also half American. My dad is from Andover, Massachusetts. Uh, he made the move from uh, Mass to, or San Fran actually, to, to Sydney when he was 25. His mum said, don't do it. You're going to meet a girl, never come back. That's what happened. And so I've been, what happened? I've been a Celtics yeah, fan right. for the yeah. yeah, <laughs> rest of my whole, my whole life. Um, 08 was kind of like when I really started getting into it. But then the IT era was when it went from I'm a big fan to like now I'm a sicko and I care about the James Young draft picks, etc. Uh, yeah, so you fit right in in that case. Yeah, <laughs> the Bill Simmons fist pump. Baby. Uh, all right, so big move of the day, man. I think I, I did not see this one coming at all. I don't know if you guys did, but the Boston Celtics acquired Malcolm Brogdon from the Indiana Pacers for a first round pick. The next Michael Jordan, Aaron Neesmith, Daniel Tice, and some of our end of the bench guys, including the bench got himself, Malik Fitz. Yeah. So, Jake, I'll start it off with you, man. Did you expect this? How are you feeling generally about the trade? I mean, I don't know how you could expect it. There's literally no reporting on it, basically. Uh, Brad Stevens moves in the shadows, we've learned. Kind of the opposite to Danny Ainge in that we hear rumors on rumors on rumors. <laughs> um, just bang, woge bomb. I mean, he's a fucking wizard, dude. I mean, like, not... 14, 15 months ago, we were rooting for Tristan Thompson, Jabari Parker, and Semi Ojale in the playoffs. And now we got Brogdon coming off the bench, potentially. Like, come on. <laughs> Trade package-wise, like, do you think that's good value for Brogdon? Do you think it's an overpay? Um, I do have a Reddit comment specifically I want to address to you. 
because you are a Grant Williams enjoyer. So this is from user Brad Stevens. Wouldn't have loved this if it included Grant, but for what we gave up, it's a home run. Do you agree with that sentiment from uh, our our CEO, Brad Stevens? Do you remember back in like uni or even high school when like the teacher asks a question that everyone knows the answer to, so no one answers? It's just like, who's going to be the person to break the ice and say, one plus one is two. I know the answer. I'll be, I'll be the dickhead. So um, I feel like we all know the answer to that question, Spoons. <laughs> all I, I can know. say is, <laughs> damn. All I can say is when I woke, when I woke up, and I. <laughs> when I woke spicy up, today. <laughs> I woke up. I see check the old Twitter as is my custom. Pretty early in the morning. And um, and we're going through it, and we're like, oh, shivers. We traded for, for Brogdon? Oh, I wonder who we gave up. And then I'm like, who do we give up? Oh, no one. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, I, I know Neesmith's dear to your heart, man, but like, it wasn't happening. No, hey. I get it. Yeah. And, and um, it's a shame because I still think he would have potentially been the – if he was good, he would have really been the fit, but um, – he would have been really good, yeah. <laughs> if it was good, he would have been good. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like I couldn't believe that we didn't give up anything, and I like that it's a 23 pick because I don't like giving up draft picks mm-hmm. with a long horizon because you just don't know what your team's going to look like then. Yeah. That's why I really don't like the, the, the pick swap with the Spurs. Like We don't know what our team's going to be at that point. Eh? But anyway, that's for another day. This deal's really good. Um, I really – like Brogdon, he sort of seems to be like the type. Like we're getting a Brad Stevens, Emeodoka type of player. You know what kind of what kind of girl are they likely to date all the time? And and I, you know, I like their taste. Yeah, but goes both ways. Appears to be their taste. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I will say to play devil's advocate because I agree, Joe. I think this is a home run. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I think this is a home run deal. But Adam Taylor of Celtics blog, very respected in sort of our universe, hates the trade. Thinks Brogdon's injury history is just too much, and we, you know, giving up a pick is, you know, the replacement value of who you could get with that pick instead of Brogdon. Maybe not as good of a player but someone that you know will be there at the end of the season. So again, I don't really agree with that, but I mean, Jake, can you, do you have any concerns with Brogdon's injury, like injury concerns at all? Yeah. I mean, you, you should have some injury concerns. That's why we got him for, I won't say free considering how much Smith meant to you. I was a big Tice guy. So that hurt just a little bit as well. Um, <laughs> but I mean, he hasn't played more than what, like 60 games in three seasons. He's played more than 60 once and four. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, One time he played 64. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's that's a concern. But I think all you need to do, like, they've got a job on their hands is training staff between Rob, Al, and now Brogdon, like, to manage these guys through the season to get them to where they need to be when come playoff time. So, that that that's a concern I have for sure. But, like, if he doesn't hit, he gets injured again you still have your playoff rotation set from last year. Like, best case, he's fine, and all of a sudden you've got, like, a borderline all-star for for your playoff rotation. Like, he's giving if he's healthy, he's giving you, what, like, 90% of what DeJounte Murray's giving you for 
a quarter of the price. Like, no brainer. Less than the price. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I got some stats for you guys, Joe. I want to bounce off you. Brogdon has been like top five in drives per game for basically since he became a starter. Last year, he was fourth with 18 drives a game. He shot 33% on catch and shoot. But the year before, he was at 44.4. Year before that, 37%. So he does seem kind of like maybe Derek White with a jump shot. I, I'm not soup. I have not watched a lot of Pacers, I will admit. I really only know him like the games that we play against him. But Joe, like, what's your thoughts on his fit? I saw some talk like maybe he'll be in the starting lineup. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. Uh, yeah, maybe he'll be in the starting lineup. Looks like the maybe he comes spice off the of bench. my take still kind of working its way through his system there, Spoons. I know, you're literally killing me with these takes, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you think Brogdon fits in on the team? That's what I'm trying to get out. <laughs> um, I I remember he had a pretty good two-man game going with um, Sabonis. And um, I also remember Al Horford having a really good two-man game with Kyrie. Um bringing him for threes. So I would look to see him use in combination with, with Al a lot. I honestly wonder whether the long-term future for this team is actually Grant starting over Al and then Al and Malcolm Brogdon kind of anchoring the second unit and potentially them both likely to play over over other guys in crunch time. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. I think it was Himmelsbach came out and uh, said there's reports that the Celtics plan on sticking with the double bigs and Brogdon will come off the bench. Jake, do you think, I mean, with Derek White, Brogdon, Peyton Pritchard, do you, I know that you mentioned in our Slack, you were like, oh, does this mean White's available? I mean, do you expect that? I, I personally, I think they're both probably big enough to play together um, and maybe even Brogdon could play some three, but do you have any concern about sort of a log jam and burying Pritchard again like we did last year? Yeah, I mean, when the trade happened, my head is just spinning, right? Because it comes out of nowhere. You haven't thought about the fit at all. Whereas like some of the other guys who've been, I've been thinking about how Hurd is going to fit in all these guys. And I haven't thought about Brogdon in the slightest. Um, but I think White, you know, now you just, it gives you flexibility. If you if a trade pops up, including White, you, you can do that. But I, I don't I don't think that that's something that they're planning on doing. I think, yeah, Brogdon's big enough where you could probably run a Brogdon, Smart, White lineup. Like Brad Stevens has done plenty of three-guard lineups that included Isaiah Thomas, right? And so um, I wouldn't be too worried about that. He gives you so much lineup versatility. Um, but Pritchard, man, I mean, he, he, he makes 10, assuming we get Gallo. Uh, yeah, his minutes are probably going to be down again. But again, he, he Pritchard is like nice little Brogdon insurance if there is any um, injury stuff throughout the... Throughout the year, I like that call on Grant starting, uh, that kind of pushing Brogdon and Horford to the bench. That's such a ridiculous two-man group to bring off the bench um, for the for the season. But yeah, I mean, our best lineup or the lineup I liked the most was Brogdon, I mean, um, White, Smart, Jalen, Jason, and then Rob or Al. And to put Brogdon where White was just is going to open up so much space for, for the Jays to have like a 40% three-point shooter out there as opposed to a guy where... They were just begging, begging him to shoot in the in the playoffs. This is a complete game changer. He's six five too. That's the other thing is I feel like his positional and defensive versatility is is underrated. You know, um, yeah, I, I think um, 
six five is not quite a wing, but I don't know. Is he not? Is can he can he defend like a can he defend up? Surely he can. You know. Um, yeah. I just think, man, we just got like we already didn't have holes right <laughs> defensively, and now we've got one more plus defender to throw at to throw at an opposition. I feel like I wouldn't mind it. Wouldn't have minded a like a more like an auto porter for the middle level, maybe more. But that's probably another chat. Yeah, and actually, that's what I think we should move into now is what we did get with the mid level. Uh, and I'm with you, Joe. I'm not super high on this move, but I do see the thinking. User, we we signed Danilo Gallinari for the full mid level exception, six point four a year for two years, which is not ideal. And I think it's a player option on the second year, but you know you're going for a title. Sometimes you got to spend a little money, and it's not my money. So Reddit comment here, lightning fast thirty one says about the Gallinari signing. I like it. We need scoring and shooting off the bench, and he's a bucket. We are the best defense. We can hide him and cover his weaknesses. Joe, what are your thoughts just overall on the Gallinari signing? It's a bit, yeah. You know, like, better than nothing. You know, like, we had to sign somebody with the MLE, sure. but, like, um, like, I, like Porter, like, I, I can't say I was, like, like, oh, Otto Porter's the target. And now, I'm like, I'm kind of, like, in retrospect going, oh, I'd probably have rather Otto Porter. But he'll, he'll probably, he'll probably help us at some point in some game. I mean, you know, with Brogdon, we're kind of at a nine-man rotation already, right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of a bonus, Whatever he gives us, eh? it's not that big of a deal. If he if it doesn't work out, it's not that big of a deal. It's going to be really movable. I'm a, look. If you haven't seen the video online by the Italian Stallions, Danilo Gallinari vince tutta la partita. You have to go check it out. It's going to get you all in on the Danilo Gallinari signing. I believe that translates to Danilo, Danilo Gallinari wins all the games. <laughs> like, if that's, if that's not enough, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but look, the taxpayer mid-level exception just isn't a great asset. I, Otto Porter, I think he signed for more than the, the mid-level. Gary Harris, Kyle Anderson, Hartenstein, Malik Monk, Oladipo, all these guys signed for more than what we were able to offer them. So... You talk about all these names, you're like, oh, this guy might take a discount to come to the Celtics, yada, yada, yada. But essentially, no one does. These fringe guys chase the extra $3 million on their, like, a 35% rate, like more than what we could offer them. Of course, they're going to do that. Double for Gary Harris. Like, these guys are not going to come for, for less than that, unless they're older, which is kind of what we got in Gallinari. Can I, can I put a theory? Maybe, like part of our reticence about the signing is that he just kind of plays a little awkward. You know what I mean? Like he's sort of always yeah. on the verge of falling over when he's dribbling. He like has a really flat jump shot. He jumps forward pretty hard out on it. You know, he just doesn't look that smooth with it. And maybe we're kind of, maybe we're kind of prejudiced against guys that don't look like real cool playing basketball. You know, he looks a bit <laughs> fat. Like he looks kind of like how I feel like I would look if I had to squeeze into an NBA uniform and plays yeah. probably quite similarly. <laughs> and actually, I think that Gallo used to be like a free throw merchant when in his prime, and I think that's a big part of it. He's, he was almost like Pierce, and he had the sort of like less graceful than Pierce, but he did have those like herky jerky moves and like stops and starts and all those bullshit pump fakes and get you in the air and jump into. He used to do all that shit. 
he's dipped a little bit athletically, so he can't get away with it as much. Doesn't lead to fouls anymore as much. So it just kind of looks ridiculous, like you were saying, Joe. But yeah, I mean, he's a fucking gunner from three. And that's he's a gunner from three and he's big. He's like six nine, six ten. Um, so I'd be interested to see maybe he might play a little five even um at times against certain teams and you know January the Timberwolves, or maybe not. The t- Timberwolves are always my team of like they suck, and you need someone to score who's like Tatum's taking a day off or something. But not the Timberwolves. We'll say the Pacers are in town. Aaron Neesmith and the boys are in town. Gallo can get you twenty five on a night like that, right? And just kind of keep Tatum and and Jalen's minutes down that game. And I think that's really where his value comes in. I don't see him as a playoff contributor. I think the value. And actually, I kind of got roasted on Twitter for this, Joe, so I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Like, I thought the whole reason we got to the finals was there was no one to attack. And mm. if Gallo's playing 15 minutes a night, I have a feeling he'll get attacked every second he's on the floor. Absolutely. That's our, yeah. that's our, that was our identity, right? That's like, yeah, you are going to have to beat somebody really, really good one-on-one. Um, and now you don't have to. Jake Tysonberg. Seems like he might disagree. <laughs> I just, I think Please. You, you can get away with having one bad defender in your nine-man rotation. Like Tyler Hero, Jordan Poole. You can, if you're surrounding them with elite defense, you can get away with 10 to 12 minutes. Um, like, And that's all it is. Maybe like 10 minutes where he knocks down two threes where, where Jalen and Jason don't have to play 46 minutes. Um for three rounds in a row. That's all. And especially in round one, when we're going to be the one seed anyway, like, and we're playing the Hawks or whoever it is, like, just give me, give me some Gallo. Get some, get some, get some Gallo in there when we're playing, uh, I, I guess, like, the Sixers round two. Uh, I appreciate the confidence that we're definitely going to be the one seed. I think we got a pretty good shot at it. That's for sure. But uh, you never know. I will say that. So, um, I don't know. Do you guys have any more thoughts about Gallo? I think um, it's a signing that makes sense to your point, Jake. I mean, the taxpayer mid-level, lots of these guys are weighing like five of them, right? Because everybody can offer the same, all the contenders can offer the same amount of money. So it's it, we could have done worse, I think, is where I kind of come out from it. Yeah, to Jake's point, yeah, I mean, you get away with it. Sure, you can get away with it, but you can't be what the Celtics were. You know, the whole point was there was almost nobody to get away with, you know, so it's a change. It's a slight change in identity, um, which doesn't mean it won't be more effective in spots. But, you know, if he's playing a significant role, if he's playing a significant role in the playoffs, we aren't the same. We we don't have the same identity would probably be my point there, which may be an improvement, but it's it's a different thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So. And, you know, you can always cut his minutes as the playoffs go on once the games get more high leverage, but we'll see. We'll see. I, it'll be nice when he drops 30 randomly some game in December, you know, and Tatum's off at, or <laughs> off for two months to start the season as he always does. So uh, before we wrap up here, fellas, we still have only 11 guys on the roster. So at the very least, we're going to have to go out and get, and I believe that includes Hauser. So we're going to have to go out and fill out the roster. So let me throw some remaining free agent names at you uh, that maybe are gettable with the minimum. And like, just give me your thoughts on them. And I think Should the we first go thumbs guy- up, thumbs down, thumbs up, thumbs <laughs> yeah. down. 
it, it'd also be nice if you talked about them. So nobody wants to hear me talk <laughs> just the entire like instantly, time. Just instantly, just instant reaction. And I'll just rip off like, uh, rip, I'll read off 40 names in a row, boys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So the first guy, we, we've been linked to him. What are we, what are we thinking on? Thomas Bryant. Let's go, okay, Thomas right, Bryant. So if you're listening, because this is also... <laughs> if you're listening, this is also a podcast, actually mainly a podcast and not a YouTube <laughs> show. We all went thumbs up there. Jake, what's your thoughts on Thomas Bryant? Um, look, you know, this, this goes back to the move that broke first yesterday. I think that, you know, it really hurts now that Tice has gone. Um, DeAndre Jordan to the Nuggets. That just is it emphasized even more now you know no, i'm just just kidding um you guys don't know me well enough to know that i was joking yeah. so um should have laughed um lead changer right there yeah i gotcha <laughs> sorry man sorry my bad. i was like is this guy from like 2011 what's going on well, um yeah i i love thomas bryant i think it's a high upside um kind of move he, he i really liked what he was doing before he did the acl with washington um you have Cornette, who I actually think can be pretty serviceable, do like a pretty good Tyson impression. He's seven foot tall. He does this thing where he just jumps even to contest a shot, even though he's like eight feet away, which always makes me laugh. Um, my girlfriend calls him Big Bird, and I can never get that out of my head now because it's really accurate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, or, or Montrez Harrell. I don't know what's going on with him. Like, I know he got caught with like, a pound or two of weed. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we are on oh. Thomas Bryant. I'll get sorry, there, sorry, Jake. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Thumbs up. It's all, No, it's all good, man. I'm just messing around. All right, thumbs up. Joe, thoughts on Thomas Bryant? Big man depth. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Sure. He can shoot it a little bit. Uh, he, I'm pretty sure he is like us doing an impression of an NBA player on defense, though. So that does concern me a little bit. Um, all right, you first, Joe, because Jake's in the penalty box because he jumped the gun here. Trez Harrell uh, caught with three pounds of marijuana, but, you know, shit's basically legal in America. So <laughs> what are your thoughts on Trez, Joe? Yeah, I'm just not – I just don't like his vibe. I just don't yeah. like the guy's vibe. Like, I feel like we want, you know – he just doesn't seem like a good cat to me, you know? So I just don't. That's, that's, that's what it comes down to. He's pretty talented. Flipper used to oh, yeah. kill with – he used to just kill it back when he had – back when he had, was with Lou Williams. But maybe if he does – we don't really have that Lou Williams type player on our team, you know? Maybe it wouldn't no. wouldn't really work. I don't know. Yeah. Am I still in the penalty box? I don't Jake, know. go ahead. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry. I apologize. You're, you're, <laughs> out. you're out now, man. You're um, out. Yeah, look, I for for a minimum, like I would, I would take the swing. I think high upside move again. Like if he if he's a dickhead and no one likes him, you can just cut him. Uh, so uh, another dude, like one of the weaknesses in of the Celtics. Not that it was a weakness relative to the rest of the NBA, but you know, just a bit of bench scoring. Adding a guy like that, yeah, don't hate it. Yeah, I, my thoughts on Trez. I, I'm with you, Joe. I think his value is like 18 minutes a game, and he runs 10 pick and rolls with some scorer off the bench. And yeah, we don't really have that. Um, the upside is we know the team would always have weed on them, which is probably a good thing at this point in the NBA. 
Uh, but yeah, to on his, he's got like all the bad parts of Marcus Smart's personality with none of the good parts, right? So I'm out on Harrell. I'd rather have Thomas Bryant, who I think is kind of a flake as well. Um, all right, some some old old heads will say here. Dwight Howard is still out there. Dwight Howard, yeah. Get him out of here. Get him uh, out, uh, Jay. Uh, all right, okay. Yeah, we'll move on quickly. We'll we'll move on quickly. What about um Ed Davis? It's a small thumbs up. Yeah, m- minor thumbs up. Yeah, why, Joe? Um, once again, it's big man death. I think we're a veteran team now. I think we we probably do want to favor older players over over younger players. You know, um, I don't want to jump the gun here, but there's a couple other names that are similar to me but is he done like i should probably look up his stats <laughs> i just remember he was a lottery pick back in the day yeah, yeah he's I pretty close know. to being done but jake thoughts yeah i can't picture him actually doing anything on the basketball court recently but i've always liked him and everything i've read about him over the years has been that he's a legend so um that's probably gonna be most of it that but this guy's role anyway is vibes so bring him in all right, yeah, I, I wouldn't hate Ed Davis. I'm with you, Joe. I'm. I think he is basically on his way out of the NBA. He's like 33 now, uh, so that <laughs> which is younger concern- than us, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Not younger than Jake. Jake's a young young fella compared to our old asses. But yeah, yeah. got we got a couple of years on him, Joe. Um, so has Paul Millsap retired? And if not, Paul Millsap, <laughs> he's still out nah, there. No, I think he's cooked, eh? Like, yeah, I, I mean, whatever if they do sign him, but it's 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 not it's not about the money, right? It's about the opportunity cost, right? Of who you don't exactly. sign with it. He might get like an aura boost right. just by being around Al Horford, like from the Atlanta days. So who knows? That was all I was going to say. <laughs> the cocoon, the cocoon effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we're banking on aura boosts, I'm not sure it's worth a roster spot. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> Gorgie, uh, I'm totally butchering his name. Gorgie Dang. Gorgie Dang. Uh, he's he's Gorgie. Yes, thank you. He's still he's 32. I think he came into the league late. He's not been around for that that long. But you know, he's showed some things, some flashes at times. I think he was okay for Atlanta last year, but he's still hanging out there. Jake, I'll go to you first this time. Yeah, he was on my list. Um, I feel like I can hear um, Joe looking up his stats right now. So he's got the head start on me. But yeah, I feel like he's big and can shoot a little bit. Um, Again, 32, 6'10". Yeah, like, again, big man depth. I can't picture any, like, um, athletic stories that I've read about him being awesome, but I can't read any the other way. So I'm I'm not sure about his aura and vibes right now. Do you reckon... Okay, maybe we should just, like, let's be honest... Do you think we could pick Gorgie Jang out of a police lineup? Like, of other 16 guys? <laughs> you know? Probably not. Probably not. Like, So I think the strength of our opinions, you know, should be weighted accordingly. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a reason he's still unsigned as well, right? He's yeah. probably not in the playoff rotation unless something has gone horribly wrong. Um, alrighty, so... Let me know if there's any guys you want to throw out there. Um, Moses Brown is a free agent. Ah. Uh, yeah, Luke Garza is uh, Luca Garza from Iowa is a free agent. Is Jeff Green a free agent? I believe Jeff Green is still a free agent. Uh, so could use some wing depth. 
He's no worse than he was five years ago, man. Like, he's the same dude. He has played a little center for the Nets, too. One named Bismack Biombo is still out there. My guess is he'll probably end up back with Phoenix. But Mm. Bismack showed he can at least eat some minutes up in the playoffs this year. So, any of those names do anything for you, Jake? Yeah, not really. Um I got a, I got, I mean, Jeff Green, how can you not? But, um, like, Ben McLemore is probably my number one wing depth guy that we, that we is still out there, I believe. Um, I know, I think Jeremy Lamb's a free agent. I, uh, he used to be out of score. Are we allowed to talk about, like, you know, TPE targets? Or is that, are we just so, assuming that that's too rich? Here's here's my thoughts on that, Joe. If somebody's not making a lot of money, I think it's probably reasonable to expect we might go after him. But there's no way in hell, you know, some of these guys that we were banking on making 17, 18 million, we're not going to do that. But if there's someone making like three or four that you're you're aware of, like I know PJ Washington's only making like six or seven. Maybe hey. that's a target I ha- I would love. But I think with the Miles Bridges news is Miles Bridges news. That's uh, probably not going to happen. But yeah, Joe, is there anybody on your or your TPE list that might be available? I still like Duncan Robinson. <laughs> I know that like he's he's not a highly regarded defender. I know he's making. I don't even actually know if he does squeeze under our TPE. I should probably check that. No, he does. He? Yeah. He, yeah, does. he does. He, he does fits. still. Yes. He's a yep. seventeen. Yeah. Um. I look if Duncan Robinson's available for free. I'd be interested personally. I think um, I think he gives it guys who move off the ball like that just give your team a dimension um, that um, the Celtics really have lacked a lot of the time, like a pure off ball flamethrower. But maybe that's Hauser, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like to. I man, I'd I'd be pretty keen on that if that was available. Um, not my money, right? Um, who else we got? No, I think I'll, I'll I think I'll flick it over to you boys. Look, Wick Wick has proven to us at least a little bit that he's not a broke boy. I, and I'm not sure if us bullying him yeah. online has <laughs> has worked, but he's not he's not Steve Barmer yet. Like to to pull in another um, fifteen to seventeen million dollar player is gonna. I don't think Wick's about that. But like Rudy Gay, now that Utah appears to be tearing it down, I think he's got six point. for next year after signing that two-year deal last year, which is someone that I know Celtics Twitter really wanted last year. So maybe we can can throw a a second for Rudy Gay. Um, Ken Birch for the Raptors. uh, I think he's still in the Raptors. Um, Those guys are making like, you know, under seven. Yeah, that would, I mean, I don't know. They're the Nets getting rid of Royce O'Neal. Can I just make one quick little point though? And that's that often the issue that you have when you're trying to like, like say a big name comes up as a, as a trade target. The issue is always how do we match the salary without giving up the depth, right? And one thing this TPE gives us, it gives us the right to take on payroll and payroll with less, because the other issue that you have is matching salaries with out having to give the other team like 15 guys and they don't have the roster spots to take him back. So when you've got two guys, say you had Robinson and Brogdon um, on the team, right? That's 39 million, okay? That's basically anybody you can trade for, okay? Imagine we had Robinson and Brogdon. They didn't work out for whatever reason. We can do that and we can give up. Like I think we could give up our 24. We could give up our 25 swap. We could give up a 26. We could... Couldn't give up the 27, I don't think, because 
that's a pick swap year though, eh? But you know what I mean? Like you can actually put together a package for a guy who's making a max salary with the draft picks without giving up depth. And the opportunity to lock in that amount of salary goes away. So I, I, hey, look, I don't actually expect they'll do it, but that's the case for me for doing that. Yeah, it's uh, it, it it's sound thinking as far as preserving the TPE as an asset. Essentially, right. you roll it over with someone's salary. Right. Um, just I, you know, that might be a hard sell to Wick, but man, if we just took Duncan Robinson and tossed them Miami a couple seconds for their troubles or something that would be a loaded loaded 11 man rotation I'm not the hugest Robinson guy but even though he had a down shooting year he was still flirting with 40% from three on high volume so that's a guy that can absolutely contribute even if he's overpaid and yeah I, I agree with the logic Joe that preserves the salary slot for future trades as well it's it's hard for us to know who's going to fall out of the tree when this Kevin Durant right. thing goes down right. Um, and someone's going to need somebody to take some salary for them, and that might just be us. Joe, it's interesting you say that. One guy who kind of fits the bill here, I think Seth Curry is on 8 or $9 mm. million, So uh, I, I wonder if that might be a guy they'd be willing to dip even deeper into the tax for, and you could even kick them back. I mean, we really don't have any players right now um, that we'd be willing to include as just kind of – cost savings measure but you know even an empty roster slot costs you like a million and a half a year so if you're mm-hmm. looking at the difference between that and seth right. curry that it's is not, that not a lot yeah, yeah yeah so yeah i think it's like three dollars for every million though every dollar at this point for a week and so he's gonna be like yeah it's only seven but it's actually 20 uh, is whatever. it have we triggered that repeater thing yet because we were under the tax last year right so we're, we're just dollar for dollar right now? Or is it, I mean, I don't know it well enough, but. I was just listening to something today, but I think I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so how it works is basically there's bands that are, it's like dollar for dollar, then 1.5x, then 2x. And then when you trigger the repeater, I believe it like multiplies the bands. Mm-hmm. So it'd be two and then, you know, two and a half or three gotcha. and then four or whatever. So that's my understanding. Take that with a grain of salt. Uh <laughs> We'll have to go back and listen to the episode we did last summer where we went through this stuff and I had actually researched it before getting on, unlike tonight. Um, so a couple of old old friends still out there, Rondo, Avery Bradley, um, my worst enemy, Tristan Thompson, still out there, Hassan Whiteside still kicking around. I don't know. He used to be a guy Celtics fans loved. Were, were either of you big Hassan Whiteside guys like four years ago? Never, nah, man. Never. Nah. God no. Like Drummond as well. Like that was another one that Celtics like yeah, fans couldn't, home, couldn't stop talking about. And we were proven so right. Like he went from making twenty million to three so fast, and for multiple years now. Yeah, he was like an all star and then a minimum guy in like six months, basically. All right, fellas. Well, is there any other names you want to bounce off us? Anything else you want to, any takeaways from the day overall, Joe, overall, just in general, are you happy with what we did in day two here? We're set to rip up the league. We really are, man. Um, I know there's other good teams out there, but like top to bottom. And we also have, actually, there's one other thing I want to bring up. You know what the most underrated like attribute for an NBA player is? It's emotional stability. Because like we're seeing what's happening with the Nets right now. 
we just get two fundamentally unstable characters and it just wrecks it just wrecks the team and i feel like um without knowing these guys personally it seems like we're loading up on emotionally stable players with a Marcus Smart or someone in there to just, you do need a little bit of an engine, you know? Yeah. Um, but in general, I don't look at anyone on this, on the Celtics and think, gee, that guy's a, like a risk of really throwing things off or not accepting his role. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think Brogdon, I think one of the beauties of him is I don't think he's threatened by, he doesn't have to be a starter. I don't sense, you know, I sense like we've got a natural kind of hierarchy in the team. And that's and that's a really healthy thing. Um, so I like our emotional. I like our. I like our emotional stability. Um, I don't. I don't know how you quantify that. Yeah. Uh, we've got a lot of. <laughs> we've got. We're quite low in emotional beta right now. I feel. Yeah, and I think Tatum and Brown are very stable stars, right? Like they yeah. never complain. You never hear them bickering to the media. So, Except Jake, on the court. any thoughts? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, but all NBA players bitch on the court. <laughs> Tatum just takes it to the next level. But, um, Jake, any thoughts on what Joe just said or overall takeaways from day two? I love, I love that point. Um, bringing in Brogdon, that's I think a very underrated part of him is that. Um, he is emotionally stable. We have three vice presidents of the Players Association now, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So yep. Um, any labor disputes, um, I can imagine them all being <laughs> any results follow, if, you know, favoring the Celtics. Um, and, and underrated thing is that him and Jalen Brown are pretty tight, I believe. Like I remember Jalen drove you know 15 hours to Atlanta um, to protest with Malcolm Brogdon. Um, so one, you know, Brogdon being a social justice advocate is just super cool and awesome. But the fact that he's tight with Jalen Brown cannot be um, underestimated when Jalen's going to be a free agent soon, bringing in someone that he's super close with whose contract extends past Jalen. That's just, I mean, Brad Stevens, man, he's he's ticking a lot of boxes here. And I've been long comparing the, the Celtics to the Warriors um, as far as you know, Jalen and Jason and Marcus is kind of Steph, Clay, Draymond, Light. And we saw that kind of come to fruition now. And that stability of stars, front office, coaching, and then bringing in players that are veteran I love that emotionally stable um, label we've kind of used there because, man, how many super teams have we seen come and go in the last three, four, five years now while these guys have all remained? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I meant to do the math, but Kyrie and KD played 44 games together in the last three years. I bet you the Jays have played almost that many playoff games in the last three years together. So. That's going to do it for this one, folks. Joe, thanks as always for joining us. Jake, excellent for de- rookie debut. We really yeah. appreciate it. Like I said, we're very, very happy to have you on the team, man. Um, I know we'll be hearing more from you as the offseason progresses. So that's going to do it. Wayne Spoonie, Joe, Jake, we're out. We're out.